0: Hey, Brian, we're getting people registered for the free Football Fest tickets at ESPNFootballFest.com. That sounds like a, a hell of a ton, a big old party surrounding football. And we will get to the Bears before we get out of here at 11. We've got Chris wants to jump in and talk about the Sox in McNabb. No. Oh, yeah, actually, we'll go to Matt this time. Hey, Matt, what's up? You're hey, on man. with uh, Xander and Hanley. Hey, Xander Hanley. Thanks for
1: taking my phone call. Yep. Hanley, are, you're a Cubs fan, right? yes sir so do you don't you feel that this rebuild is far worse than where we were in 2011 and 12 when they took over because we have what one prospect in our farm system that Pete crow armstrong yeah he's that's doing only, just
2: fine Things. yeah um,
1: that's the only I, that's the only prospect that we have in this farm system in this rebuild we have like i understand when when theo and jed when when uh, rizzo and brian and baez turned down the offers like, I don't understand why they didn't, you know, trade them right away like the Nationals did with Soto to get at least like three or four prospects in their system. Because now with, with Contreras, we, you know, they held on to him and now we're not, we're going to get what? A competitive pick. So this rebuild is like five or six years away, correct? That before we even can kind of compete because we have
2: one prospect
1: in our farm system.
2: Uh, well, I will say this and and thanks for calling yeah, uh, Thanks the for calling Other Twitter poll question we have. Mm hmm. And, and I knew where it was going to go. But which team in town had currently, currently, as we sit here today, this week, this month, not, not on paper, not career numbers, has the better starting staff? Okay. And I would make an argument right now. I mean, still in Cease's other world, right? I mean, he's up there with Justin Verlander and Alcantara and guys like that. I get it. And he's a Cy Young bona fide candidate. But when you saw what Justin Steele did yesterday, you see what Keegan, Keegan Thompson's been doing this season. Now Marcus Stroman coming back from injury has been very, very good, and then the pitcher, they, they expect it when they sign. So there's three guys. We talked about it last week. The Gordon Whitmire at NBC Sports Chicago advocated the Cubs go out and get Carlos Rodon and sign him up to a long-term deal after this season when he opts out from San Francisco. And now you've got four, right? Now you've got one through four, and your rebuild just got accelerated. And I get the position players. I get, you know – uh Davis has had back surgery. Pete Crow Armstrong, the, the guy got back in the Chris Bryant deal, is um, is doing just fine, thanks. But um, we've been talking about the lack of pitching in, in the um in the Cubs system and the deal they made, Scott E. Frost for the Yankees, they've got another starter. Might, it's he might not you might not see him at Wrigley this year, but next year he's gonna buy for a starting job. Mm-hmm. He was number eight in the Yankees system. Uh he's the top pitching prospect in the in the Yankee system and four overall and he slots in eighth for the Cubs. But to the caller's point, Sully had a really good week because he did uh the, the Sox media relations uh, admonished him for tweeting out that Tony LaRussa wasn't meeting with the media the, the day after having almost nap time yes, on Monday night. Yep, yep. Yeah, he said because you know, they don't think he's treated him fairly. The media's not, you know, pointing that stuff out and, you know, give Tony a break. He went, he took Louisville Slugger to Jed Hoyer uh, for this whole thing. They're holding on to Contreras in particular. Hap is still a Cub. They're not going to, you know, they, they still have what one, one more year of control of Hap, but Contreras is good as gone. And because he is, now you're going to get the compensatory pick that our caller talked about. But if you're going to give him a qualifying offer. He's not going to, he's going to be a free agent. And so, did they misplay their hand? Did they think that they had the Padres and they had the um, the Mets and maybe Tampa in on the Contreras sweepstakes? And meanwhile, Wilson is here hitting home run yesterday to win the game. Yeah, that makes that hug really, really
0: awkward now, watching that meme.
2: And the standing ovation yesterday to, you know, welcome back, Wilson. You're not going anywhere. <sighs> How about this is Sully right He You never this. left us. Yeah. Uh, number one in your hearts, right? Um, this so. is Sully writing his column. In other words, the market for one of the best-hitting catchers uh, that exist, in spite of the fact that Hoyer had months to find a trade partner, the minute the Washington Nationals put Juan Soto on the trade market was the moment Hoyer should have realized he needed to speed up the process on Contreras. But he misread things, just as he did last year with Chris Bryant. Since, so instead of getting some valuable prospects for Contreras, he will have an unhappy Contreras playing out the string for a bad Cubs team after spending the entire season dealing with the likelihood of being traded. There are no rules that say you have to wait to the deadline to make a move. Maybe Hoyer just likes the drama of the last-minute deal. Either way, he blew it. And the Cubs can only get a draft pick as a compensation for their uh, valuable trade asset or chip should Contreras sign elsewhere in free agency. Some Cub fans may be happy that Contreras remains on the team for the next two months, but unless they re-sign him after the season, which they're not going to do, it will go down as one of the biggest blunders of the Hoyer era, no matter how long it lasts.
0: So, yeah, the caller was saying, are we uh, behind the eight ball compared to the last rebuild? And I would say yes.
2: Yes. And, And, and and you
0: you know, you make a great point. I mean, now uh, it, it makes all the sense in the world to sign Contreras,
2: and they won't. Which, no, they won't. They haven't even, they're not even talking. Okay? I mean, that, that is, ship has sailed. And how can two things be true? We'd say it could be true with the Sox hitting and their approach and home runs. But Rick Hahn said that it wasn't a buyer's market, and Jed Hoyer said it wasn't a seller's market. Like, Jed Hoyer... Well, it really
0: depends on who you're trying to sell and what you're looking for, right? If you yeah, outprice you yourself, then you, then you... Right, it's not a seller's market because you're
2: asking too much. But there were a lot of deal. A lot of teams found ways to make multiple deals, yes. including the Twins and including some other teams. And the Yankees did okay. And Hey, you know, the
0: whole game is to puff out your chest and say you want this much. But at some point, if you need to make that move, you've got to change your expectations. It sounds like that did not happen.
2: Yeah. And, you know, Jed's sitting there with Aegon his face. And God bless Wilson Contreras. Kintur- and he hit the home run to, to give him the... the come back when yesterday and that's all great for the 40,000 people who jammed the place yesterday and all that but the fact of the matter is you didn't get anything you got a compensatory pick and that was not going to be good enough when I and I know some teams do not view Contreras as a, a top tier catcher in terms of how he calls a game and frames pitches and everything else
3: mm-hmm.
2: but there's no doubt about the bat when it's on and there's no doubt about the intangibles, the leadership, and all that stuff. I was surprised
0: the there were some teams that needed a catcher, and I didn't know why. I didn't understand why he wasn't targeted, but we do now because they were asking too much.
2: Apparently, in the Padres were always about Juan Soto, and the fallback position was to do other moves like get Contreras. But once Soto became available, and they were able to to figure it out, and and they did before you know they had to get Osmer to to. You know, he said, thanks, but no thanks, not going to Washington. But they figured it out, got the deal done. And everyone, you know, the, the White Sox sat on their hands pretty much. And the Cubs made a couple of good moves and, and didn't make the, the biggest move. So, well, we,
0: look, the South side should have made more moves, but I do like the Deakman move.
2: Yeah, it, it, absolutely. And we'll talk about a move that, uh, that some people are suggesting. It makes a lot of sense in terms, of, OK, the, the trade deadline's gone. How do you get that left-handed power or left-handed hitter can hit righties because you don't have enough of that? And Jesse's been talking about that since April. Right. And is there anything you could do now in the next month or so to, to help your team out?
0: Well, and we're seeing some DFAs. Um, uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. is not setting the world on fire. But, man, defensively, that guy, he can throw at anybody from right field. He got let go from the uh, Red Sox. Um, yeah, you know, defensively, after seeing what Andrew Vaughn did the other day, but we need the bats too. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Chris is in McNabb. Getting to him now. Where is McNabb, Chris?
1: So far.
0: <laughs> okay, it's far away. All right, what do you got?
1: One and only ten
0: from McNabb. What do you got, Chris? Apparently, I think we lost the,
2: the, them,
0: yeah. yeah, The phone system, yeah, the the yeah, yeah. Apparently, so you need another
2: uh, cell tower out in McNabb.
0: Yeah, I think that they do. They have to find out where it is. All right, we've got Ron in Aurora. I gotta go. Hey, Ron, Ron, you're on. Uh, you're on ESPN one thousand. Gotta, gotta go.
3: Hey, how you doing today?
0: Good, hey. good. What, uh, what, uh, what's up this morning?
3: See you later. Okay. uh Hey, I was wondering where oh. uh, Jake Berger's at. Jake,
0: yeah, yeah Jake, four. yeah. Well, I'll tell you. If you're asking, I'll tell you. He is. Uh, he's off of uh, the injured list, and he was optioned to AAA Charlotte this past Tuesday. So he's doing a rehab yeah, stint. And,
3: okay, he's in a rehab stint. Well, we got four guys that can't hit their way out of a paper bag. So you know, why don't they get him up here?
0: Are you are you talking about? Uh, Moncana's been hit a little better. Is that who you're no, talking yeah. about? One of them.
3: Mankata's
0: terrible. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thanks, Ron. Uh, okay. So, so this this whole thing with Mankata, right? Now mm-hmm. he's not setting the world on fire, but he's slowly getting better, and his defense have never been in question. I mean, it has been, but not really this season, right? Jake Berger's defense has been in question. We haven't seen him in a while. He has been on the injured list. And for a while there, he was a bit hot. Do you really take a mancata out and put a Jake Berger in at this point? Is that really what
2: you do? No, 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 you don't. You you hope you know I'm Mancada, and he's he's had in the last two three weeks. He's certainly had more flashes than we saw for. That's exactly right. That's that's my
0: point. That's my
2: point. So you know, although we have
0: some extreme reactions to some of the things that's happening on the south side, which is totally understandable. Yeah, you know, there's just some moves you're not going to make. You're not going to take a Tim Anderson and sit him because no. he's not hitting. You've got no. to give him the time to find no. his way
2: back. Yeah, I mean, look, he, he's getting on base. He had 16-game stretch where he got on base. He's not, you know, it's just the eye test, right? It's like last night, uh, the last couple games. He'd so go 0 for 5 with 5 strikeouts. That's not Tim Anderson. That can't be Tim Anderson moving forward, right? No. You need. But the fact of the matter is, you know, he's not hitting the ball in the ballpark, even though he's averaged 16 each of the last five seasons. He's still defensively, he'll give you once every two, three games, he'll give you the, you know, head-scratcher, defensive play, mm-hmm. throw, mm-hmm. or whatever. Right, right. And, uh, um, you know, God bless him, an all-star, and, and, and you say he's still not the leader of the team, or not the leader of the team to, the, you know, to this point in the season. There are other guys. Right. But you need him, and you need Mankata. Well, you, do. And, you do. You need Robert. You and need we don't. You know, we don't have the assets to just swap
0: out a Tim Anderson or a Mankata, and somebody would uh, do exactly what they could do potentially, and even better. We just don't. Those are our starters. No, we, you know, instead of saying we have to sit them, they have to come around and play up to potential. Well, it's and I tweeted.
2: I tweeted this out when when Rick Hahn and apparently went down to a clubhouse, and I. I Apologized to the team. He tried hard, couldn't get anything done. And Liam Hendricks said he was surprised personally that they didn't were more active at the trade deadline. And Tony said, "Well, that's you know how we communicate here. Rick wanted to go down there and address the team, and it wasn't lack of trying. And just you know, basically you know, we tried, but here you go, you got to go do it." And he said, "And I'm okay with that." I said, "Look, if if in his heart of hearts he doesn't believe this team is going to compete." with the Yankees of the world and the Astros of the world in the postseason. I mean, you still want to get there? I wouldn't have been mortgaging a lot of the future, even part of the future, to just win this division, okay? You should be, you should be good enough to win this division, whether he did anything, even if he didn't get Deakman. Agreed. But the point is, Al was right. I mean, you could have, the way people wanted starting pitching, you could have listened to calls for Cueto. I mean, look, the Brewers traded uh uh a hater, right? And, I mean, and, and yeah, Josh Hader,
0: and yeah, who knows what that did to that clubhouse?
2: Exactly. Wow. I mean, they 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 were looking long term and decided maybe they decided they're not going to beat the Dodgers, so they made they made a deal that's going to pay off in the in the long run. But when when Rick took that extra step and said we still believe we have championship caliber talent on this roster, okay, I said you know save that tripe because you don't. You're fifty. Four and fifty-two. You have enough talent to win this division, and it's arguably the the, the worst division in baseball. So don't 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 tell me you you know you're you know what on my leg and tell me it's raining. You know, t- tell me that okay, we didn't get it done, and I don't expect them to come out and say and because we didn't make any deals because in our heart of hearts we don't believe we're a World Series contending team, even though that's what we thought going into the season. But don't make that that patronizing statement but don't worry we got enough champ, championship talent on this team you don't everyone knows it that's why you're sitting here two games above 500 and can't get three games above 500 hopefully it proved me wrong today but uh, you know I, I didn't want him giving away the store to to add a a, a couple players right nor did we want it. a
0: white flag trade where we get right. rid of a cueto who has right. come cheap to us but has been an absolute asset
2: Although I could have made that argument more than, than going the other way, where just, you know, hell-bent on making deals and trying to win yeah, something this yeah, year. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, and, yeah. And I could, too. I could, too. I'm glad we didn't have to go through that, though. Right. Three one two We've got uh, more calls to take, and we'll do that uh, on the other side of the break here. It's ESBN ESPN 1000.
1: Follow Chicago's
3: Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Xander and Hanley on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago.
0: Watch us on Twitch anytime you would like. Twitch.tv forward slash ESPN1000. Chicago, Brian, going to uh, line one. This is Alex And Schaumburg. Wants to talk about Yoan Mankata, our third baseman hey. on the south side. Hey, Alex.
1: Hey, what's happening, guys? I, I just want to say, you know, I don't think there's a whole lot wrong with Moncada. I just think that, that there's a whole lot wrong with, with 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 the coaching staff right now in situational hitting. If you go back to the first game of the Texas series and Moncada's at the plate, there's two outs, bases loaded. What's he doing swinging at the first pitch? Agreed. Agreed. After, agreed.
2: after the guy in front of him just got walked, right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Totally agreed. You got yep. the
1: rookie ball pitcher up there throwing yep. all over the place. Who's managing him? Who's you know, you know, on, on winning teams? I see Astro. You know, Dusty Baker sitting there giving signs to guys. Yeah. We're yeah. not playing any small ball here. I know there's two outs, but I mean, what are you doing going after the first pitch and field five pop up? Yep. Wouldn't You're right. You do, Alex. What, and that's and that's the, the problem with this team that I've seen all year is yeah. that. Is Tony really managing here?
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny, Alex, you, you said that. And we've heard that the White Sox are a free-swinging team. Okay, great. How about coaching them and saying, stop doing this? Right. Look, I, I watch Ozzie It's every a choice that they've given them. Yeah, Dr. yesterday.
1: Dr. Ozzie. That was yeah, great, yeah. 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 I mean, I thought that segment was fantastic. It <laughs> <But> was <laughs> no, really great. Trump laying day, down the on the, the couch, is- yeah close yeah, up. At the end of the day, you, 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 you had Ozzie and Ron Goddard and I are going at it with the twins. It's the same kind of deal, yep. man. Mm-hmm. You, you got the piranhas over there, right? And, and, and so why not hit these, these, these punch and duty teams with, with the same kind of medicine, get these guys in situations, act like you're man doing something. I was shocked to see, uh, you know, Eloy and, and Luis go, go off on, on, on a three, two count. I, I, the other day, yesterday. I, I mean, we end up winning the game 2-1, to one, but I mean, I think somebody said it last week on your station, you're liable to have a stroke watching these games, no matter if it's the Yankees, the, the, the Astros, Texas, Kansas City. Yep. I mean, we're, we're sitting here going back and forth, back and forth, treading water when we should be 10 games up right now, guys. Yeah. I mean, I think that, man, that, 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 that lies on the front office and, and the manager, because you're going to take the face of the team, and also... As much as I love Abreu and, and all these guys on this, I bet the the world of talent there. I think we have it to win the division, but your manager's got to be the face of the team right now.
0: Thank you, Alex. Well said. Uh, now, I I agree. You know what? The the whole free swing thing. You can put a stop to that by saying we're going to coach you hard now. You're going to watch for signs, and. You know, no more, you know, if we give you the green light, fine, but quit, you know, if it's a pitcher that if you see a fastball and you know that they're just lights out with their slider and you see a fastball first pitch, go ahead and go ahead and take a swing. But if it's if it's your pitch and we don't know if that's happening, but I do agree with what Alex said that night, Moncada. Swinging at the first pitch with bases loaded, and I they remember always, that happening. Going, what? And this
2: is the exact case of lack of discipline. That always frosts me, Mark. When when a guy gets, uh, especially as a rookie pitcher, gets himself in trouble, and just walks somebody, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I mean, I get. He's and you trying know to, the pi- and you know the pressure on them is immense. Right. And I, I get he's trying to get that first pitch in for a strike, and and I'm still taking it because yes. I just saw him not get the pitches in first strike and he's got the bases juiced. And like I said, now the pressure's on yep. and uh, you know, maybe, maybe there's a wild pitch coming. Um, who knows? Right. But I, I that or you, or you take
0: him deep into the count and the wheels yeah. come really, you know, they start wobbling. It, right. It's lack of discipline. And it, it just, as I, as I said, the whole free swing concept, it always confused me because it's like, they if that's the case, the coaching staff, ah, they're free swingers. No, here's an idea. Do your job and tell them to stop doing that and let's start getting signs to these players. Let's not just give them
2: a sign don't swing at 3-0.
0: Here's
2: a uh, a Guide tip. Them. In, yeah, and speaking of you know, what what you can do moving forward because we're going to get back to the calls here in a second, but Tim Moran of Sox on uh, 50 uh, on 35th. Yeah. You can follow him at Sox on 35th on Twitter. Uh Wrote a nice little column, a little piece, and a great suggestion. You know, now that the trade deadline's gone, and Rick said, "Sorry, but we tried, but we didn't get any bats. We didn't, you know, we got a pitcher. God bless Deakman." But Michael Conforto was is out there, and he's coming back from shoulder so, surgery in April. He's not going to be ready probably till September. If you had signed him uh, before the trade deadline. You would have had a, comp- a compensatory pick attached to him so obviously deadlines come and gone and you don't have that pick attached to him so there are a lot of teams uh, looking at him now in his rehab uh, he is represented by scott boris but you know tim suggests that the white Sox should be looking at him and here's a guy who's who can you know only 29 and if he's healthy He's gonna hit some home runs, he's gonna give you some powerful. You know, that would side. be a Rick Hahn type of move, right? Yeah, and why not, right? I mean why not? You know, You're right. You know, I he'll come you have to give him some money, but certainly be coming off the injury, it de- it depends how many teams are in on him, and you may may pay a little bit more than you want to for a rental player here but moving forward. But if, if he works out, if you were to sign him and he does work out, here's a guy that, you know, is what you're looking for, a guy who can hit righties from the left side, and he can hit the home runs that people don't think are important, and he can play the outfield, right? So if if things are good to go, but that's something I'm sure the White Sox have their eyes on him, as do other teams. And I think it was a great suggestion by Tim Moran uh, uh, at Sox on 35th, Twitter feed, so yep. you. Know, it, there's a suggestion that Tim Tim's right on, spot
0: on. Right, right, and that, and there are some others that have been DFA too, and probably not a better choice than Conforto. But there, as I mentioned, Jackie Bradley Jr. Again, that's more of a defensive situation. We right. we need bats, but you know there 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 are options past the trade deadline. Bear fan Bob, our old buddy from Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, jumping on here on ESPN 1000. Hey, Bob. Boys, good morning.
3: good morning. I'm also a huge White Sox fan, as you all know. Yep. You know, Moncada, Grandel, Anderson, and Garcia can't give outs away fast enough. And especially Moncada and Anderson. I never seen more stupid in my life. Moncada, okay, he's got a few hits against bad teams in two weeks. Wow, I'm going to throw a parade over that. <laughs> you know what? Please go away. Get me burger up here as soon as he yields, and let's move on from this clown, Anderson. Hey Bob, I think, I think,
2: yeah, I think, yeah you're, there's anger there, and I think you need your, you live up uh, on the other side of the cheddar curtain. I think you need to go to the Piggly Wiggly and get some of that Aaron Rodgers tea, and just calm and yeah. settle down. You know?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard or that. Or some
2: cow. So, get some cow. <laughs> get get
0: yourself some uh, new glare spotted
2: cow.
3: It's always a good choice. So yeah, well, long story short, and then you watch Anderson. You know, the way he treated that umpire a few games ago, and then a few games later I watch him stealing third for no reason, getting thrown out, two pass balls, you know, hitting into double plays. I just don't get it. Garcia, why this guy is out here, I don't know. Well, we haven't seen you him know, for a
0: couple of games, and and that's good. Okay. And, and I can't wait to see today's lineup. Hopefully right, right. he may play. <laughs> you, know,
3: you know, we should be playing Sheets, Engel, and Berger more often because the more they play – the better they get. Burgers hurt, yeah, Burgers that, hurt at this point. I understand yeah, that. Okay. I understand that. You know, we need a backup third baseman like mm-hmm. Montkata. Yeah. I get all that part. You know, so anyways, those are my thoughts. And I had to vent a little bit. Now I feel better. <laughs> Good.
0: Thanks. So, hey, uh, hey uh, Bear, uh, Bob, before you leave, it, I've got a yeah. question for you. You're Bear yes, fan, sir. Bob, for a reason. Tell yes, me sir. the name of the Chicago Bears mascot.
3: Staley. Yeah. Oh, no, the full name. Oh, boy. Oh. It, it was, I don't know that one. I just always yeah. knew him as Staley. Okay, yeah. well, that's
0: part of it. We'll talk about that it's when like we come Oprah. back. I didn't know Staley. about it. I saw it, and I'm like, I, I didn't really know okay, the full guys. name of the mascot. Thank Have you, Bob. A good day now, huh? Yeah, catch some he fish. A, on the, he has, one of the he, twin has twin name, he has
2: a legal name, like, Mark? He has a legal name, yes. Like if he were arrested? The, yes, the, 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 it would Staley... be on, uh, on... Yes,
0: yes, yes. There's a full name. Mark Bryan? No, no, well, no, it's not. It's It's more of a mascot name. It's not like... Staley B. Smith. You know, it's more of a mascot type name. But we'll get to that when we come back. We're back in uh, just a few minutes. We'll uh, talk Bears because there's plenty to talk about here on ESPN 1000.
1: Welcome back to Xander and Hanley on ESPN Chicago. Chicago is home for sports.
0: Yeah, he's going to get thrown right into the mix of this competition at the tackles, too. I mean, that's the yeah, I mean, this is this is an open right, left. Whatever we're trying to find the five, the best five, you know. So uh, when he gets back, he's someone who's you know super talented that should jump in there and uh, hopefully he takes advantage of the opportunities he's going to get. Is there a role that is there a role he can work on
3: uh, outside of that? If if those spots become solidified, then Tevin would be vying for what? No, I mean uh, he should be vying for a starting spot right now. I mean you know two or three weeks from now we can have that conversation, but he should be.
0: He should be doing everything he can to own one of those two spots. There's no question about that. That is Luke Getze on Tevin Jenkins, as reported on Twitter by Brad Biggs this morning. Tevin Jenkins is back on the practice field this morning, today, for the first time since the first day of camp. Bears are in full pads, and they've been getting a workout, as I understand. Uh, Brian, are you surprised by this? Did he have a come-to-Jesus meeting, and all of a sudden he's like,
2: Okay, I I, I think uh, and let's you know rewind. So this is going to be his second practice since he's been with the Bears in training camp mm-hmm. in two years. Not not so. This will be his second time he's on the field in a training camp since he became a Chicago Bear. And, and that's crazy, Luke Etze. It's crazy. I mean, Luke mm-hmm. Etze right. He should be he should be you know, competing for a starting spot. But the smoke around Tevin Jenkins is unbelievable. Now, here's a guy that Ryan Pace uh, dealt a second and third round pick to move up to get him in the second round, right? And treated and him like a big a left tackle. Big, yeah,
0: right, right. And treated him like this big special pick,
2: right? That, that, that you know Ryan he reportedly was maybe the only GM in the league that envisioned him the steal of the draft. Well, he didn't play left tackle in college, but Ryan Pace said, "Watch me. I'm he's a left tackle, <laughs> right. a starting left tackle." Right. Well, now, then, you know, he had his back surgery because, guess what, he had a back injury when you drafted him, and they said, oh, different different surgery. Yeah, straight out of draft, straight out of draft. So, you know, not the start anyone would have hoped for. Then they, in the spring, he's on the right side, and soon enough he's the backup right tackle, not even the starting right tackle. And you've got a fifth-round pick in front of him, uh, you know, actually – Vying for that starting spot that Luke Getzey said he should be starting for, so the come to Jesus meeting, Mark, I think, is NFL Network reported that Bears have been talking to teams about trading Tevin Jenkins, and again, you're not getting back what you gave up to, to move up to get him. Mm. You might get a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick right. if you gave up on Tevin Jenkins now. So maybe they are like, well, we can get that anytime. Let's see. You know, there's there are people saying that that this new coaching staff and regime and. and uh polls have, are disappointed in his conditioning. They sometimes question his football IQ. There there are all sorts of theories thrown out there as to why they've soured so quickly on him. And Tevin Jenkins said the other day, don't believe everything you read, I'm fine. Well, he's not fine in terms of what you expect. Uh, it's not for
0: you to decide if you're fine. It's for your employers well, to decide if you're fine. <laughs>
2: Right. but And again, these employers, the, the the people you're working for now didn't select you and didn't give up uh, draft capital to move up to get you and didn't maybe you know, put you the square peg in the round hole. And here you are. So I think they're just trying to get them back on the field, maybe get them in shape, maybe utilize them or get get some film on them so then they can start making the phone calls. And, you know, now that Ryan Pace is like the seventh in command in Atlanta, I hope they have. The Falcon's on speed dial, and he can brainwash the the people down there into thinking this well, guy's something.
0: Right. You've, you've got to convince the new regime. And you, you've got to work a lot harder because you, uh, Tevin Jenkins, had the attention of the previous regime because they picked him. They thought that they were going to make something of nothing. Nobody else really seemed interested. Now, all of a sudden, you're working for new
2: people, and they're like, uh, you are not close to what we need. I mean, they're, look, their team's interested in, in selecting him. Now, maybe you didn't have to move up. He might have still been there, uh, but, you know, Ryan Pace gets itchy. Well, not at that point. He he, no, but no one envisioned him as a left tackle. They envisioned him on the right, right side because that's what he was doing. Mm. Uh, of the 27 offensive linemen drafted in the first four rounds in 2021, you know how many, how many have appeared in fewer games than, than Tevin Jenkins? And he's appeared in, what, six, right? Yes, and more games one. than practices. One, one, Only one of those 27 offensive linemen across one through five centers everybody. First four rounds, not even the, the first two rounds. Right. Unbelievable. Only one. Unbelievable. I mean, uh, you know, he had 161 snaps so far. You know, Larry Borum has four times as many snaps so far last season. As So it went off the rails. It went off the rails quickly. And then Tevin Jenkins, look, if, if – um, nagy and and pace are still here he's got a lot more rope and a lot more leash and well that uh, that was my
0: point exactly right he doesn't have to work as hard to get into their
2: plans right because they they got to make sure it works and and say see see why we moved up this guy's the deal he's the goods Mm -hmm. now he may be look and i feel bad for the kid because i no one wishes back surgery on a kid a back injury and then back surgery right away and you know They selected him where they did, so what comes with that kind of high expectation, they, they put that on him, right? Yep. And the body didn't uh, cooperate, and the injury didn't cooperate, and then since then, it's been a train wreck. And now you have everyone questioning mindset, football ability, availability, conditioning. And, and I, I mean, I don't know enough of the kid, and we certainly haven't seen enough of the kid to know – if he's a keeper in this league in any position, starter or backup. So do you think that they are
0: merely trying to get him more work to get him on film to still trade him? Or is this
2: a I, a I change think, of heart and a real chance to earn a starting job? I just I think they heard what they heard on those trade conversations. And it's like, well, we're not desperate for a six or seven round pick right now. Maybe the light bulb goes on. Maybe he gets the message. Maybe he gets in better shape. If if any of those things are are issues with this regime, maybe uh, I'm sure it's been communicated to, to him of what he needs to do. So if he can go ahead and do it and, and make something of himself, yeah, there's no film on him, really. I mean, right. 161 snaps coming off a of back surgery. Yeah, I I He's not going to start on this team, I mean not at the beginning of the season, and you just heard Luke Etsy, well, maybe in three weeks we can talk about what where where he fits in if he's not a starter mm. all, all these all, they went out and got a couple of veteran guys because they were they were thin on the offensive line in part because of this Tevin Jenkins situation, so he's he's vying for a backup right tackle spot, and I don't know if the next move is well, let's try him a guard I mean. And after that, the next move is we'll take the seventh round pick if someone's offering. Three one two
0: three three two three seven seven six. This is audio from Wednesday. Eberflus on the absence of Tevin Jenkins.
3: Yeah, Tevin's in that group where you know he's working with the trainers, um, and uh, he'll be back when he's back. Hey, has he been here this week to work with the trainers? Yeah, he's in the building. Sure. When does that become more than a day to day thing? When it does. You know, so when they tell me, hey, this is more than a day-to-day situation, then I'll, I'll, I will inform you of that because that's what, that's what our policy is, you know, during this time of year. His absence is 100% injury-related. Mm-hmm.
0: So that leads us to today, mm-hmm. which he is mm-hmm. on the practice field in full pads. Yep. So we'll see where it goes from here. Very interesting storyline. Coach speak, too. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because it is. Yeah, I yeah. would much rather hear that, Brian. Oh, and what we heard from sound, Nagy.
2: Oh no, he, because he,
0: he would say, "Because it is," but he would say it in this roundabout, very nice. I'm not going to get to the point
2: until I'm done talking. Three hundred words in. Well, not only that, he, Matt Nagy would have had uh, Tevin Jenkins' Hall of Fame induction speech half written. <laughs> I mean, he'd tell you what a wonderful... He's a great oh, kid. Oh, that's Oh, I love limit. his family, He's every, his mom. She's I, a great cook. And then everything we thought when we drafted him, you know, it's right there. We just got to get him on the field and you'll see. I mean, he, you know, Matt Eberflus is, is keeping it short and, and, and Kurt and because he knows where this is headed. Yep. Unless Tevin Jenkins completely surprises everybody and becomes something right now they don't believe he is.
0: Which is not likely. All right. So the Bears mascot name. Full yeah. name. You want to know it?
2: And yeah, this okay. is a
0: legal name okay. on and its, its like, driver's license. Like I'm not Clark? sure if it could drive with those paws, but on Clark? the driver's license.
2: Now, Benny Benny has his own um, truck, right? His own Benny the Mobile. I think he drives in, in full regalia. Now, Clark No Pants, is that the full name for the Cubs mascot? Um, <laughs> I think that's I the middle name. Oh, okay. So Staley, who's been around forever, right? Yeah. And, is he the third or the fourth?
0: Is he uh, uh, on line of Staley's? Is he uh, well? It's uh, his name originates back to A. E. Staley, who founded the Bears franchise in 1919. Now, how many? What version this is? What redesign this is? I don't know. But his middle name is Duh. His last oh, name boy. is Bear. Oh boy, Staley Duh Bear. So don't say Staley. It's just not Staley. It's Staley Duh Bear.
2: Okay, but that didn't start in 1919. The Dub Bear had just been added. Yeah, it probably da, was. It was yeah, Saturday Night sure. Live, right? Yeah, so, sure. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. I Staley Dub Bear.
0: Staley Dub Bear. DA. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh,
2: yeah. What the? So what's the know. guy with the with the bear head in the face paint? Who's from? I think actually Indiana. Who's been going to games forever? Yeah, I'm not you know sure. you am talking I'm, about. Yeah, the, his middle yeah. name is Duh, too. Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs>
0: All right, so we're uh, we're coming back. We'll wrap things up. We've got a couple of Twitter polls to wrap up nicely, and we'll talk about what we're up to tomorrow. Peggy and Dion coming up at 11 a.m. here on ESPN 1000. We'll be right back.
1: Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago.
3: This is Xander and Hanley on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago.
0: All right, just about to wrap things up here on a Saturday morning. Peggy and Dion on deck. They're up at 11. It's Andrew and Hanley. And uh, Brian, we've got Michael Kopeck on the mound today. Four and seven record, 3.12 ERA. Taking Something's... on Dane Dunning, a guy yeah. who obviously the White Sox had. And I remember, mm-hmm. I'm not going to mention who the name is, Fred, that <laughs> said, Ooh, <laughs> Dane Dunning is the guy to keep. Get rid of that ceased guy.
2: Oh, boy. Um, but here's Fred's not scared. here
0: to defend himself.
2: No, he just drove off at the road. Uh, <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> he's on his way to a brewery. Uh, God bless him. No, 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 I, I no. Leave, he
0: wakes up at a brewery.
2: I, I live vicariously through him because every time he tweets something, he's got a nice cold pint. Of and he's some somewhere Michael else. Brewery. He literally yeah. is on tour. Yeah. He literally is on beer tour. And check out his, uh, his podcast too. Yeah. Brews and cubes and brews and views. And, um, Here's something that scared me, because you mentioned Kopech against Dunning, right? And um, the White Sox, I I, I don't want to infringe on the odds couple's turf here. White Sox are a minus 120 favorite today against Texas, right, with Mm. Kopech versus Dunning. 67% of the money line wagers so far are squarely on the White Sox. Why are they only minus 120? I get they're on the road. I get that they're only two games over five hundred, but they have one fifteen in the last twenty four and Texas should be a team I mean Kopec versus Dunning should be a matchup that I would think would be minus one thirty five somewhere mm-hmm, in there. Mm-hmm. Dunning's but, one in six. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Four point three. Copec's doesn't have a winning record, but it's three point what, four ER somewhere in there, some but. That scares me that 67% are on the White Sox, yet they're only minus 120. So some big money bets are on the Texas Rangers, I would imagine.
0: I don't get that. But you know what? Michael Kopeck, he's had his issues. And and again, just like Giolito, you know, fighting through those issues a la Cueto style and having your offense show up, hitting a home run maybe, Brian, well, or two. Start. Don't yeah, I know. Around. I know. I'm starting trouble. You're stirring the pot. stirring trouble. At the end of the show, we're going to load up the phones for Peggy and Dion.
2: people saying, home runs don't matter. Will this be the first time, assuming Michael can get the job done today, 67% believe he will, will this be the first three games over 500, or did they do that a week or so ago? It's just, they, I know they've been at two over and every time they have a chance to go to the No, this,
0: I think this would be the first time. I know. Bite your tongue. Don't say that out loud. Wow. I okay. know. It's been that. It's it's been that year. And yes, yeah. we all have
2: mini strokes watching this team. Well, Frank Thomas called the death by a thousand paper cuts. <laughs> yeah, I know. And cuts, he's not wrong. He's cuts. not yeah. wrong. He's going to be on Dr. Uh, Ozzy's couch there trying to. There are a line of
0: people. There are a line of people that need to uh, lay on that couch. Don't put
2: Tony on that couch. She'll be sleeping (laughs) for 14 hours.
0: Don't start it. Uh, It's a cameraman's fault. Yeah, it is. Now it's your fault, too, to draw attention to that. How dare you? We'd all fall asleep if we were laying on that couch.
2: No doubt. That's Not, a pretty nice set. I mean, I'll tell you what, that looks comfy. That yellow pillow
0: around. looked very comfortable for yeah. Chuck yesterday. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, You know it, it was funny to actually see the shot of Chuck, the host, laying full on a couch from head to toe. That show is really funny, and I love that, that they're that having look. fun, and they just keep
2: pushing the envelope. It sometimes is a better watch than the, the actual game. Okay. I I. I we don't get to see all the pre and post games around the country. I can't imagine anything comes close to touching how great that is. But right. the brutal honesty, the personalities. Chuck is the the heartbeat of fans everywhere. Um, Salty Chuck. I mean, I, and when I'm watching Marquee, it's like they have analysts in the post game, and they're like was he in the Cubs for like two months? I mean, they've gone through like the the big blue book of past Cub players, and right. everyone gets a chance to come into Chicago. I mean Frank and Scotty Pods and certainly Ozzy is the, the star They're of, all memorable White Sox players, right? Yeah. I mean it, it's just a terrific and the chemistry and it's just all I mean, God bless Ron Karkweiss, but that's not who we're dealing with here. No. No. That's um and, and like I said, I turn on Marquee, I'm like, okay, I think I remember him having that back. You know what? I bugs. don't
0: get the Marquee channel, and I'm okay with it. Oh boy. All right, so uh, ESPN 1000 on Twitter. A couple of polls to wrap up. Let's start with this one. Which team has the best starting rotation currently? Now, Brian will make a pitch for the Cubs. Go ahead now. You have 10 seconds.
2: I'm just talking. Currently in form, and we don't have Dylan Cease. We did, but we don't now. You're welcome. <laughs> Let go of it. Yeah, okay, I can't. Um, but with Stroman and, and Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson, that's a pretty good uh three starters to build upon in the last two weeks. Well uh, Keegan's been doing it all year, so has Justin. But Strowman's back. I I'm encouraged. Uh if you if you add to that rotation in the offseason, you can move this thing up considerably. Okay, but I believe the poll said currently. So right. Lots of
0: lots of potential, but currently how's it shake out there, Jake Cantu?
1: Yeah, Twitter didn't agree with you, Ryan, at all. I know. Uh but- socks eighty three percent. Eighty okay, three.
2: Well- Wait till okay. And Lance Lynn. Sir, he, next week he, we'll put potential down. Lance Lynn's got his sea legs back. Yes. Uh, you know the first five after the uh, after coming back, not so much. That's, and a, that's Chialito, okay. Chialito, one good, two good, couple shaky. We'll see. Cueto okay. is the man. Cueto, this dude. Uh, I I'll think about that.
0: I just he can. Uh, just there's nothing he can't do. He can pitch through yeah. a hurricane. He, if and still finish Fanny the
2: Quato, game. the minor league contract guy, has been Mr. Consistency short of Dylan Cease. He's number two, not even close to the team picture, but he just gives you that veteran guile.
0: That is a great idea for a poll that we will have tomorrow on the show. All right, another one to wrap up for today. How many White Sox will hit 20-plus home runs this season? Oops. Zero, one, two, three. Three or more. Jake, what's it look like?
1: One is taking it all, forty-four percent, and then two slightly behind at thirty.
0: All right, so we're figuring Doesn't that uh, Brayu is going to get there, but nobody else will. Doesn't matter. I don't know. Eloy, Eloy's looking good. I, he's he's putting the bat on the ball at some point. Maybe he'll he'll catch fire and and, and put up a bunch. It's it's going to be a long way for him. I only think he has three or four, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Right so, now it's- uh, so Robert has a better chance of doing that, but uh, he's uh, he's a uh, that would entail a hot streak as well from him. So, we'll see. All right, Brian Hanley. It has been a slice. We'll do this again tomorrow. We'll have more Bears talk, and uh, we'll talk about uh, what happened on today's uh, ten a.m. You know, yeah, and White Sox Weekly on at three uh, thirty today, and uh, we're on for three hours tomorrow. So, a lot of ground to cover. Peggy and Dion coming up next at eleven a.m. Go White Sox. For Brian Hanley and Jake Cantu, I am Mark Zander here on ESPN 1000.